tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed, and a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Are you ready to get your mind blown? Yeah, it will be podcast. Welcome to another fun, festive episode of Tim Foil Hat. Uh, you know who I am. You know what I'm here to do. I'm here to rock. Okay, Tim Foil Hat's for the children. Join me as always, my man, the myth, the legend, XG, and the place to be. What's up, dude? How are you, buddy? I'm great. Super excited to have you here. Uh, we were talking about Arnold Schwarzenegger. How do you say his last name? <laughs> Why are you always going to make me embarrassed how, how like do, that? How do you Arnold say Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> 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 I just can't say it. I'm Mexican. <laughs> that was great. That was great. Guys, uh, we love you. This is uh, a very special bonus third episode of the week uh, because we love you so much. As we speak, myself, XG, we are in New York City. Uh, we are here at Skank. Fest. Uh, this is coming out on a Friday, so tomorrow is the big uh, tinfoil hat night at uh, what, what's that? Honey based honey something. Where is it going to be? It's at five p.m. Let me find this real quick, real quick, real quick. Uh, I'll find it for you. I'll, I'll get you up by the end of the day. I'll tell you. It's like Honey Baked Hams or some place <laughs> like that. I don't even know. We will tweet that, but go check that out. That is uh, this set. That is. Tomorrow at 5 p.m., I'll go to the Twitter, the, the uh, Instagram. We will get you the exact it's location. It's actually Saturday <laughs> at 6 p.m. yesterday. In the smoked honey tank. Okay, the smoked honey tank. It's at yes. 6? I thought it said 5. No, 6. 6 p.m. Go there. There is only 100 seats, so get there early. Get there early. It's going to be a podcast. We have good. T- we're going to talk UFOs and some uh, chemtrail stuff. So join us there. Then the following week, I believe it's following week is the sixth. Oh no, week after that. Excuse. Me. So two weeks after that, we are at the Rec Room in Huntington Beach. It is Tim Fall Hat Comedy Night Live. That's right. We're going live. It's going to be myself, Eddie Bravo, my man XG. And uh, we got some friends popping in, and we're going to do a whole show there at the Rec Room. Go to RecRoomHB.com. You will get the, t- the, the show will sell out. It's already moving tickets. And then we got just go to SamTriple.com, and I got dates. One thing they want me to push is the DC Improv. We're going to be there September 7th. It is a 4.30 show, man. We're doing day show. I like day shows. I'm going to be honest with you. I like a Saturday at 4.30 show. Come get weird, man. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be a good time. Today's show is brought to you by two good friends of ours, man. We're very excited about it. Our good friends at Blue Chew. That's right. Blue Chew. Guys, you like to talk about sex? You like good sex? Hell yeah. Remember the days when you were always ready to go? I call that today, dude. I'm always ready to go. Now you can increase your performance and get extra confidence in the bed. That's right. Go to BlueChew.com. 
That's the blue, like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the chewable uh, version, the same FDA-approved active ingredients in Viagra, Cialis, so you know it works. You can take it anytime, day or not, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work twice as fast as pills. That's right. So you can get ready whenever you need it. That's right, dude. And guess what? It's made in America. All right? So we're talking American boners for American men, for those American ladies. All right? All right, dude. Get those Ginsu nights rocking, dog. Uh, I've tried it. I like it. Sometimes I'll chop it up and snort it just to feel dangerous like it was back in the day. And right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and, you, and get your first shipment free when you use the promo code HAT. All capital letters, H-A-T. Just pay $5 shipping after that. Again, it's Blue Chew, B-L-U-E, Chew.com. Okay, promo code HAT. Try it for free. Bam! That's how you do it. And you know what? If you got Blue Chew, you got Boner, that's what you need. You need a nutsack, too, okay? <laughs> nutsack. I got a nutsack. Look at this thing, dog. I'm not, this would get really weird if I just worked it out and started showing everybody my, my fucking ball sack. But no, it is nutsack, dude. This is American-made handbags, dude. Finally, it's 2019. I don't have to have a big, uh, uh, a big wallet or a fanny pack that just makes me look like I'm marching to gay pride parade, dude. No, I got American-made, American-made bags. That's right, made with strong water, water-resistant leather. Okay, high-quality materials and craftsmanship. American wax canvas, American leather, American labor, dude. This show's all about American stuff for American people. Okay. Perfect bag for your everyday carry. A personal, uh, person. I do it. I do it all the time. Put my computer in there. Feel safe. I carry money. I carry keys. Bluetooth. I, I, I put my Bluetooth in my nutsack, <laughs> dog. That's how I roll. Comfortable bag that's the right size. It's not too bulky. It's real simple. Rugged, durable bag. And beat, it beats the hell out of everything else, okay? No more stuffed pockets. No more sitting on your wallet. Always be prepared. Great place for all your daily essentials, okay? Right now, Nutsack is offering our listeners $5 off the first purchase. That's money you could use for weed, Blue Chew, you take the $5 off that, boom, you put it on your foot, fa- and bam, you got everything ready to rock and roll. <laughs> to receive your $5 discount, visit Nutsack, drop the K, that's N-U-T-S-A-C.com, that's Nutsack.com, and uh, use the promo code TINFOILHAT, capital letters, at the checkout. Do it, man. I, I, dude, everything I push... On the show, everything I uh, I tell you guys, I use, and I'm pro- I use it. I walk to walk, I talk to talk. Bam, that's it. Nutsack, nutsacks for the people. Okay, <laughs> if you want to join the new Wu Tang tinfoil hat, you're gonna need your nutsack bag, your blue chew, your bet DSI. Go get it done. That, my friend, is... Oh, and then we got t-shirts. The Patreon's rocking. We got Conspiracy Now. I mean, just on YouTube, it's getting a hundred. It's getting 10,000. But we do a special one just for uh, the Patreon. And then I do an AMA every Sunday. Couldn't do it this Sunday because I was just worn out. I will get you that either uh, tomorrow or Wednesday. Or I'll get you that sooner than later. But, uh, yeah... So we got that. We got uh, that going. What else? T-shirts. New T-shirts every day. We got two new T-shirts going up. We got Alien Shot JFK, and we got my weird, uh, uh, my weird new um, space. We go deep 
what we call it, the face? The face is the, the dollar bill, Sam's yeah, dollar yeah. bill. Sam's dollar bill t-shirt. Just go to tinfoilhattshirts.com. And the special? And the special, man. Go see my special for free. How many people are doing that for you? Go to YouTube.com. Check out the special. It's uh, YouTube.com backslash Sam Tripoli. Zero fucks and uh, RMO getting both available. That's about an hour and 15 minutes of free entertainment for you. If you like it, share it with your friends. Help a brother out. Uh, today we're going to talk some. Uh, we're going to get. We were getting away from mountains. We're getting away from fighting the power a little bit, or maybe we are fighting the power in a different way. As you know, I believe in multiple dimensions. I believe we live in a uh, simulation, and one of the first people to talk about that who really opened my eyes to it and kind of changed my life in the way I think uh, was this next guest. You heard her earlier on in the show, uh, earlier on in Tim Hat, and we're bringing it back. Please welcome Jessa Reed, everybody. How are hello, you? Hello, hello. Thanks for having me. No, no problem. Tell us about your podcast real quick. You got two of them. Tell us about both of them. I've got two podcasts. The first podcast is myself and Aaron Woodall have Mormon and the Meth Head. Uh, the original premise of that was he is a recovering Mormon. He left Mormonism a few years ago, and we met at a comedy festival. And we started comparing notes on, you know, kind of re-entering society after Mormonism versus meth. And that was the original premise of Which the podcast. Which is harder? Uh, I got really jealous after one episode because the first episode, like he spent his whole first year re-entering society by getting his first blowjob and smoking weed for the first time. <laughs> and, and doing like, drugs and yeah. making bad decisions. I'm like picking up trash on yeah. the side of the highway. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, it's... it's Funner, probably his, but it's religious indoctrination is a bitch, man. It's a bitch. Well, it's, that's why it's done early. I used to yeah. have a joke about that. If they really didn't think they had to get you early at college, they would have religious festivals yeah. and everyone would only join Buddhism. I yeah. mean, nobody would join anything else. So you got to get them indoctrinated early. I had a friend of mine who worked at this um, this Jewish private elementary school, and she uh, she had a she had a uh, student ask a question. And that she didn't know how to answer honestly. So she called the rabbi in, and the rabbi came in and answered the question. And she literally watches the rabbi just straight lie to this kid's face. And, and that's not against just one religion. That's all religions do that. Not just one. All of them do that. Yeah. Just stra- and you get your hooks into them and early. So even if they end up not being so much into the religion, it's still part of their DNA. It's so insidious with the D- with the DNA thing. It's so insidious because the the general premise of religion is uh, you are God. Right? Like that's not the premise of religion. The premise of the reality, as I understand it, is that you are God. And what religion does is come in and say, hey. I know who God is, and I can broker that relationship between you and God. Uh, but also, I'm going to tell you that all these very normal things about you are wrong. That yeah. you are you are fundamentally flawed. You are unlovable. You are unworthy. God is so gracious as to love you anyway. And I'm going to be here in the middle to help you with that. But by the way, every time you want to jerk off, that's a sin. You're evil. Yeah. What you do is connect all of these uh neural pathways to where now you associate wanting to masturbate with there being something wrong with you and so now you're just you're in this shame cycle you're getting locked in this shame cycle so by the time you're old enough to determine i don't think this religion is for me i don't think i really buy this shit it doesn't matter all this damage has been done you have to go through and pull out all of this awful programming all of this awful that 
that negative self-talk about being unworthy like that's deep that's deep in for your sure programming i mean you see this and i know these may not be ideas you or me or definitely aaron over there mm-hmm. doesn't believe in but we'll even go with like something like flat earth uh the dome uh nasa the moon landing isn't real dinosaurs isn't real regardless of what you ever think about that the real like the real reason you can't even open your mind to that is because it's such a like an internal rejection because this stuff has been Mm -hmm. told you from the from the beginning i mean from the beginning you're told we live on a ball there's space we landed on the moon uh dinosaurs are real even though like nobody discovered dinosaurs till well into the 1800s and we have like old civilizations digging forever down and I'm not saying what's real and that's what re- what's not real but you reject those because you were just brainwashed earlier to be convinced that these were real yeah yeah well that's the big the big interesting shift right now is that there are so many people that were hurt by religion that now we have swung to the other side where nothing is real, right? So like atheism is the new is the new religion. And that is kind of a natural reaction to coming out of the abusive relationship of uh, religious domination. Right. And the know, hypocrisy and of it, of like this whole thing where like gays are bad, gays are bad. Oh, the guy just told me he's gay. just got busted blowing truckers down at the fucking, the, uh, you know, at the gas and sip. Mm-hmm. He, we, you know, there's this video going down of this, this sheriff railing against gays. Like railing against gays and everyone's reaction is like, that guy loves dick. Yeah. He loves Dick, you don't hate something unless you're jealous. Like, unless it did something to you. Yeah. Or you're like, the reason everybody hates the New York Yankees, because they really want their baseball team to be the New York Yankees. Right. They want them to buy all the players, they have all the money, and they hate that they're not, so they hate the Yankees. You know, and it's the same thing. It's like that guy's like, gays are the worst. You're like, oh, you just are mad because you can't suck <laughs> all the dicks. Yeah, this, the self-hatred, or is it hiding behind, you know, I got molested in the era of dudes hang like hiding behind uh, church, right? So I got molested by some dude who was very, um, I don't think he was a pastor, but he was something big at this church. And like my mom sold drugs. And so when it came out, um, I told a teacher for years and she never did anything about it. And then when it finally came out, my mom was like, you know, if we go to the cops, it's gonna like it's not gonna be good for us. And I was nine, and I understood that. Oh my but, god! Because it wouldn't, it wouldn't. Well, because she's selling drugs now. In 2019, the fact that you're at a church is a is a is a you know is a mark against you because that's we figured out this is where these guys hide out. Yeah, you know. But back in the 80s and but stuff, but the churches and we still believed, stand. I, it's just unbelievable to me. It's un. It's unreal People to me are going that nuts. anyone takes Catholicism seriously. My mom takes her, and I told her. And do you know what her excuse was? Oh, that only happens in Europe. I'm like, no, no it happens fuck? in Mexico, too. It happens everywhere. And I'm like, and you support it. And she's like, no, I just go to support money. I'm like, you put money in the little baskets yeah. that go through? That's supporting that. The thing that's so weird about Catholicism is that for very few people. So more, we do a lot of stuff with Mormonism on the podcast, right? Now, Mormons... Uh, when they leave the church, it's this huge crisis of faith when they find out it's not real and it just breaks them up. Like it's yeah. the, 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 their spirituality is all tied up in this thing. I raised in Delaware, like everyone's Catholic, but nobody fucking knows what it means. Nobody really cares. Nobody's like, 
like emotionally connected to that religion. It's this weird religion where you're just told that you're it and you do things. I still wear a cross. Yeah. And when I get in trouble, I still say a prayer just in case. Yeah, just in just case he's listening today, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it is weird because they dis, they basically disassociate from. They're like, yeah. my faith and that dude uh, doing that stuff are two different things. But what they don't realize is the, the, the group that basically do you need a new yeah, chair? Just <laughs> the, 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 the mechanism or the hierarchy that protects those people are the leaders of your faith. So it's Im- almost impossible to separate the two. Yeah. And, and and when I find people go nuts when they found out that Chuck E. Cheese might be like reusing their pizza and the backlash <laughs> to that, and how everyone's like, how is is possible yet there's no backlash to this church every week there's a new scandal they and are moving guys around who are fucking kids did it the, to my the guy in my area the bishop on twitter had the audacity last week to be like don't by the way catholics we should not participate in the gay pride parade it's bad for kids it's like the disconnect <laughs> the audacity like how would you, you even feel comfortable kids. bringing up kid and then it's just he's getting lit up don't you, i mean dude i don't like seeing kids at gay pride i see that as an adult event like uh fucking mardi gras but the, the last people who should be saying anything what should be about, done kids. about kids if they don't even like avoid the subject. I would just pretend that kids yeah, don't. Don't exist. even bring it up. It's <laughs> yeah. like you know, fucking Bill Cosby giving fucking mixer fucking yeah. <laughs> advices on on the latest it's drinks you should insane. drink. It's like you're done with that stuff. So to get out of that though, dude. Uh, first of all, the, the weirdest thing that I'm working on is like trying to find the information about how like have you noticed how many organized crime groups are Catholic? Yeah, like it's because it's uh, East Coast, right? No, I mean I'm talking. The the Latin mobs are all fucking that. The Irish Ooh. mobs, they're all Catholic. Catholic so yeah. what do we know about about the CIA? The CIA was basically started by fucking the Nazi, or it was reinvented. It was the OSS, and then they basically the Nazis entered this expansion draft. Okay, and Russia, England, and the United States all got the pick. You know, with the number one pick in the fucking Nazi draft, <laughs> the, the, the United States selects von Braun. You know, and he came over here and he he uh, drafted. Uh, he made NASA, but they also got made the CIA what it is now. So so we know that the CIA is an extension of Nazis. We know the Nazis when they were defeated all ran to the Vatican. So the the Nazis are a good chance were created by the Vatican and so the CIA is a, a lot of people think it's just an extension of the international bankers the international bankers controlled by the fucking Vatican or the black nobility so you have like the law enforcement side and now you have the other side which is organized crime you know huh. and how many of these mobs are ran by Organized crime. I mean, how many mob movies you see them going to the Catholic Church, yeah. meeting with the all the fucking time. It's the it's the most boring church too. Maybe that's it. That's why they do it. It's a good place to. I mean, like I'm Breaking Bad. The best place to sell meth is of a chicken fucking restaurant. Because the priest can black- blackmail you. He knows things that you go in there and tell him. Oh, yeah, that confession yeah, you go thing, in there and too. Tell him. That confession thing. Did you ever thing? hear that in 12-step? Some people think that's what 12-step is, too. Like, these meetings, you go and you confess. That, you know, you talk about all the crazy shit you used to do. And, like, 
some people learn some stuff about you as well on that. Yeah. I thought that that was – I've been meaning to get uh, into this on my uh, other podcast. I have a recovery oh. podcast, Soberish. I uh, just started. But um, I um, – are you ta- – you do 12-step? Yeah. Okay. I need to do it more. I don't do it as much. I thought – I'm not active in it now. I'm still pro 12-step, but I don't um, actively go. But – I thought the point of the anonymity is that whatever is said in the meeting stays in the meeting. And then I have noticed doing the podcast circuit is that a lot of people in 12-step won't even say the word AA or NA because of anonymity. And I'm like, yeah, I don't well, think we're supposed to pretend. Is it a secret society now? Well, there is a, uh, there is a oh, no promotion that you're not allowed to promote, promote it. Okay. On, uh, on radio and television. Gotcha. That's and it. that's why they won't even get it. They'll talk about it. But, and I get why they do that. I've had friends of mine who just get on podcasts to talk about sobriety. And next thing you know, they're drunk at the bar and like everybody to listen, know that gotcha. you kind of file. So it's not really about keeping it quiet. It's more about not letting you embarrass yourself. Yeah. And also don't make yourself a, a represent a representative of the program. Okay. That makes sense. Thank you for explaining that. And, and way, also- I'm always like, why are we, why are we acting so cryptic? Yeah. Uh, okay. that, I, I, you know, I used to think that was about like not getting AA in trouble, but then I realized it was more about. You not going on there fucking screaming to the hills about sobriety, and then two weeks later you're drunk, and now yeah. not only just within your group, but within everybody to listen to you knows that you just fucking fucked up. Yeah, that's a good. Um, Richard Brand, right, the comic. Uh huh. Have you seen like he's tried to rewrite the Twelve Steps? And I have a buddy of mine who <laughs> is furious <laughs> that he has the ego. And have you you've heard nothing about no. that? Like he wrote a book rewriting the Twelve Steps. Oh shit! And it's like they're hit. I'm like, well, that would be Russell Brand. Russell, Russell Brand. Brand. Oh Russell yeah, Brand. no, I'm Russell gonna Brand. try to get him on. Uh, that's why, because I don't know who you're talking about. Um, I'm gonna try to get him on this podcast. I want to talk about um, our definition of addiction. And kind of the nuances, the gray areas, because I think, you know, we have just like one definition of it. And I think the game changed a little bit with the uh, opioid epidemic, which is my favorite conspiracy theory. I think. Oh, what? what's that? Um, not necessarily even a, a conspiracy theory. I do have a, what is happening with the fentanyl? This is what I think okay. it has to be a fucking conspiracy. Well, right? You got something? Sam. OK, yeah. yeah. And then we'll, I want to get into what you're here for is, first of all. Uh, we did two sold out shows in uh, Texas, and everybody murdered. But there was one moment I lost the crowd in Texas, and that was when I explained to them, "Do not tell me I don't want to hear about how you say you don't want your tax dollars going to help drug addicts when your tax dollars are why there is an opium epidemic mm-hmm. because." Your tax dollars funds all the fucking soldiers who are protecting poppy fields right Oof. now. Okay, you're, you're, the reason we're ha- we saw a spike in opium, a fucking addiction, is because we sent the military in there and like the Taliban say whatever you want about them, they destroyed the poppy fields. That's why we're in Afghanistan to take out the Taliban because they were destroying the poppy necessary for oxycontin yeah. and heroin and stuff like that. So the notion that my you don't want your tax dollars going to drug addicts, your tax dollars are why we have an epidemic right now. Yeah. The fentanyl thing is basically the Chinese getting back at the British India company for basically a, making all of China addicted to opium forever. And the reason we have uh, 
in, in, in China, selling drugs is the death penalty. And we sound that sounds fucking And nuts. they make fentanyl. They're the ones who make it. So yeah. how is it illegal when you can when you make it there? They want and it. They're sending it, it here. Get here. Yeah. That's my question. What are why are the local <clears throat> drug dealers put okay, so I understand why I understand the logic behind putting some fentanyl in a batch of do, like heroin, yeah. right? Because the junkies will weirdly run to I'm an addict, so I'm allowed to say junkie. They will re- weirdly <laughs> run to a batch that they heard is killing people. It's strange. We weren't uh, like oh, that. They over want the it. Mm-hmm. You don't stay why? with. They'll think it's very powerful. Yeah, they're di- they're a different breed than like a tweaker. They're like, oh, people are dying from the meth. No thanks. I'll yeah. I'll sit this one out. And they'll do a little less though, right? Or they'll do the regular dose. Even they'll if- do the regular dose. And they're di- they're uh, the, the problem with uh, heroin is like you don't know how powerful. Yeah, what well, it's, you're a, doing. it's Russian roulette. It really, it really is every is. single time you do it. But so I I kind of when they, when they were putting the fentanyl on the heroin. And I'm like, all right, well, I guess I get it, right? It's probably cheaper. Well, and is, cut is with it, it just give it a, bu- a bump? I mean, like, why are you pu- – like, Someone I never- told me if you kill a couple people with a batch that all of the junkies will run to that. Someone, uh, you know, someone who who did, oh, shit. and I knew what? that about heroin addicts. Yeah, because I always like I had a lot of friends that uh, were addicted to heroin, and I would be like, "Be careful, someone just died." And that they're like, well, the, "Where was that stuff at?" And yeah, I'm like, what? That does the opposite to like ecstasy and pills like that because there's this thing called pill report, and mm-hmm. you go and you type in if you're going to go to a rave and someone gave you a pill, you go in there and it'll tell you if it's good or bad. Yeah. If it's bad, you fucking stay away. Yeah, there is no other. <laughs> there is no other type of addict that will. So I think the logic is I'll do a little bit less, but it must be very powerful. But now they're putting fentanyl in acid. Coke. They're putting fentanyl in, in coke. Now you're just killing people. Well, so what is as a as a business person? This model seems the two flawed. worst business people in the world are drug dealers and hookers. Like they, they constantly try to fuck. I mean, dude, how many times in the news you see a hooker rob a guy or how many times in the news do you see like drug dealers i mean you did drugs i did drugs how many times you get fucking bad crystal meth you're like this ain't even meth bad bad crystal meth well there's like a there's like a certain amount of you can sell a certain amount of bad meth right you can sell a certain amount of cut up meth and if you average it out to where you're selling them uh i didn't ever do this but i've been the victim (laughs) of this like once every five times you sell them we used to call it uh wolf magic which is um that's the name of this episode (laughs) (laughs) um wow what is it it's um that makes sense. MSM, MSM, you could cook it back. It looks like crystal meth. And so you could sell that once every five times. And people, if you were the, the closest hookup or the, the, what you had the rest of the time was super good, you could do that. But nobody was dying. So I just, as I've sold drugs, I would like my customers to come back and buy more drugs at some point. Even robbing a guy while he's asleep. Who if cares? that pussy's bomb, I'm coming back. Yeah, I'd be cares? scared if some guy dies. Don't you? Th- I would assume that they go through the phone, find out who was that drug dealer he last got it from, be like, oh, that's so and so. Oh, you're. I don't. I just oh, think maybe it would if make you're it. You're a rich kid from the south. Yeah, you see, that's the way I'm the like looking part, at it. Yeah, the, yeah. You pretending other... that cops care about what happens <laughs> to the drug addicts. <laughs> they don't give a shit. No, uh-uh. uh. Yeah, it's just crazy, dude. It's a crazy time. The biggest thing is like. The CIA has their hand in all of it, and that's the craziest part. The, the craziest part for me is um, the the company that created uh, that lied about the research and and pressured doctors into putting this shit 
uh, out and and over prescribing it are now making money off of the thing that brings you back to life and the uh you know the 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 shit that like blocks it blocks you from from being able the receptors or whatever you know that this these say, these people should have to work for free for the rest of their life for what they did they should be dude we got rid of guil- guillotines that's why all this <laughs> shit's going crazy dude <laughs> We, there's no guillotines. There's a guillotine. This shit would calm the fuck down. Corruption would go away. There's none. They would just put the poor addicts in there, man. The, the, and the addicts are the ones getting treated like the scourge on society where these aren't these aren't addicts. These are like a, a, a dude who was an accountant who got in a car accident and his doctor put him on these pills yep. and then cut him off from these pills and then, then he ended up on the streets in heroin and like now these and now he's going to go to jail. He's going to go to jail Why the what's their fucking name? The Sicklers? The Stack? Yeah. For, I'm not very good at keeping track of Ryan Sickler. Yeah. Ryan Sickler is a heroin guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's just allowed to have a fucking podcast. Yeah fucking honeydew that's code for wolf <laughs> magic if i've ever heard about it <laughs> so i want to get right. into what we that's talked about microcosmic Let's so macrocosmic. so i see you at the haha i'm just standing there uh vincent oshana starts screaming at me about fucking uh trump like i i give a fuck about either side i'm like dude you know i i think both sides are bullshit and i don't care he's like so you, I'm like, dude, it's all bullshit. And I, they can't come to grips with this. This, this. I mean, like, I love Vince, but it was like so weird. My friends like, does that happen to you all the time? I go all the time, all the time. I am the guy people want to argue with. But as you and I kind of were talking, we got into the side room, uh, the hallway, and yeah. we were kind of talking about what you've been up to. <laughs> and, and you kind of were telling me you're doing some or learning to. Do interdimensional travel? Yeah, I'm or starting to the jump the dimensions. You're starting to jump dimensions. Mm-hmm. Explain that. So what on the on the last one we talked about, uh, Cliff Notes uh, had a near death experience. Go back and listen to the other. You went hard in the paint. Yeah, I went uh, while while on a meth bender. Um, was taught by aliens. I call them guides. I guess uh, more spiritual people call them about reality being essentially a video game, and that we're all playing the video game. We don't remember that we're playing the video game, but we're about to collectively wake up and realize that we're playing the video game. So I just kind of lived my life like this and and, uh, had a a limited amount of powers as a result of understanding how the video game worked. And reality felt like a landscape in the ether, you know, like where we're actually at. It felt like a landscape and I could like, I learned um, not shitty law of attraction, but like actual how to like bring things in. And then in 2017, it started to feel like like a moving sidewalk. And I could feel the trajectory. Like I could feel like this current path that I'm on. I could feel how it's going to end. And I could feel things coming. And as they were coming into my life, like I knew right before they got there, I can kind of tell you like I can feel like what's coming in like February, September this year. There were things Is it coming. that you can uh, just take what's going on right now and the data and kind of project what's going to happen? Because I, I, I feel like I can do that. Sometimes I see like, oh, th- I'm like, I crunch this data in my head and I can kind of see what's about to happen. Yeah, I do think I'm pretty perceptive and that could be it. But it feels it feels like a sidewalk that is a place that I can see in the place where I can see what's not right in front of us. 
And so it was a series of things that happened. So when I get, I decided to move to LA after doing this is not happening. And I get uh, two days from LA and I get the email that I've been bumped. And also I like sold all my stuff, uh, separated from my husband, like had no game plan for LA other than this is not happening. I'll uh, come out and I'll turn it into something. Um, I get the call that this is not happening. I've gotten bumped to 2019, but I had been like in this, trajectory space for uh six months and i was like no that comes out in a couple months and so i'm like i don't know how tv works but this is coming out. i can see it it's coming out in a couple months and so a couple months goes by and it becomes or like seven weeks goes by and it becomes really obvious like the show has come out they're all like already on the the roster or whatever and i'm like yeah weird i can i can see what happens when it comes out and then i get the call and they're like oh we actually cut you off of next year and i was like oh wow yeah i didn't see that coming at all (laughs) Uh, (laughs) could you put me on the internet though and they were like yeah, and I was like, "Oh, I never cared about, <laughs> Sorry, I never cared yeah. about your show." I did, could you put me on the internet? Is the you know? Is I wanted to be on YouTube, and they were like, "Oh yeah, that's in two weeks," which is about exactly where I knew it oh, was. Oh my god! And so I've just had a ton of things like that, and then I started to, and then I got bumped off of the timeline that I was on. I got bumped off the good timeline, and. Uh, the trajectory feels like, remember in Back to the Future where he had that Polaroid of his family yeah. and it kept fading and yeah. coming back, yeah. you know? That's what it feels like. And so then I'm like, okay, I don't know how I'm getting from one thing to the next, but I'm accidentally getting bumped off of the timeline that I want to be on. So Is this timeline anything like a storyline in a video game? Mm-hmm. In that, I mean, I tell people all the time, it's like... We live in a video game, dude. When you realize that, you can control your destiny. Now you have to understand, within this video game, there are rules. And, like, Super Mario can't turn into a dragon and eat Donkey Kong in the game Donkey Kong. He can't do it. It's not in the programming. So he has to play within the rules of that. So if you go, well, if it's simulation, I want to be president. Well, th- there's there's a, there's some programming in there yeah. that doesn't allow that to happen. And but- in, to operate the video game, you have to develop the entire set of senses that exist for people who aren't just a puppet in the video game. You're right. essentially a sock in the in the video game until you have fully... Uh, I love being able to get balls to the wall crazy. <laughs> this podcast, you will never hear me talk on my own podcast like this. But you, ha- there's a whole different set of senses that people have since 2012 tapped into. They don't know they've tapped into it. So the way that I describe that is if you talk to somebody and they're telling you why they need to break up with their girlfriend or why they need to buy a car or whatever, and they're telling you why, but you can hear, not hear, but you can feel the subtext of what the truth is, that's the ether. That's where we can actually see and hear and feel things and move things. Is that kind of like when you're just chilling at the mall and someone's looking at you and you feel that yeah and you turn around and there's someone looking at you yeah. and you call it out and you're like i felt that shit so yeah. it's kind of like that's the ether it's yeah. like what a fifth sense almost it is the fourth dimension <laughs> it's what i call the fourth dimension so the like difference between dimensions and timelines is dimensions or layers of consciousness you have to download new layers of consciousness you have to dump old shit you have to dump old programming you can't have 3d um uh 
religious programming in your head still, or you can't still have your trauma running crazy and then download a new operating system. You got to get rid of that shit first. You have to wipe the disc. So it's a lot of like, um, you want to, you want to operate in the power. I think there's people walking around us with 8D level uh, abilities and we just can't perceive the shit that they get to do. You think, I think it's like a muscle? Like you can train mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Now, do you uh, do? You, is there any examples of who you think might be on that level? I don't think we perceive them. So I used. So to think- are they walking amongst mm-hmm. us, or like, eight D dude could be sitting right there? And we wouldn't even know he's there? I don't think that's 8D, but I think, yeah, I think they can levitate. I think they can move things with their eyes. Like some uh, Neil from the Matrix shit. Mm -hmm. I think maybe that's what, uh, I think we loop when it happens in front of us. If we happen to catch it or we like deja vu to like, uh, because we can't perceive it. So we just get a loop for a second is a theory that I'm working on. But um, I I think right now we're all toggling between... Some people are toggling between three and four. A lot of people are toggling between four and five. I think the more people that wake up, people are waking up so fast. My dad woke up. Okay. My dad. So let's get into some people. So they're like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? Okay. So what, let's, what is 3D? What, what, uh, if you're on 3D, what are you perceiving? What is, what is that level? So 3D is just the reality you've been fed your entire life. You're asleep. You're, you're operating under whatever programming you know, and Republicans prejudices. Republicans are good. Democrats yeah. are great. You're just Fox like, News is real. MSNBC is real. Fully bought into the fear-based, dichotomy-based reality. You're just in this very microcosmic space. Microcosmic is like in video game speak, you are first person shooter. You're only experiencing the reality through the ego. And that's straight out these eyes. It's all just very real and emotional. And uh, you get into 4D. This is now your RPG. Okay, explain what RPG is. RPG is a role-playing game. Uh, In video games, the perspective from the RPG is up in the air. And then you get to decide how you want things to play out. I did play zero video games, by the way, so this is what I know from having a (laughs) video game boyfriend once. Um, You decide how you want things to play out and kind of push play, and you watch it uh, push play. Now, there's not a lot of attachment. It's not very exciting, you know, because you're up here in this kind of safe space. So you're both of these things. You're 4D and 3D. You, You can develop the skills to experience reality in both ways decide what it is you want to experience jump back down into your body and experience it you have to stay awake i always find that when you maybe i'm wrong on this but when you make a um a list of like bucket list shit Mm -hmm. and after a year you kind of go back to that bucket list you find out how many of those things you would actually knocked off yeah so in a weird way you have created this this you've t- you've basically hijacked your story and sent it into certain ways to achieve certain things you wanted. Yeah, to. is that what we're talking yeah. about? Yeah, I, I mean, dude, I'm telling you, everyone home, make a list of ten things that you would like to be. If you want to put be president, you're setting yourself up for failure because <laughs> I personally don't think that is in the fucking script. I just really don't think that. I'm okay. so glad you said that. Um, all right, so. Reality Transurfing was a book I found in January. Somebody sent it to me. Say it again. It's what? Reality Transurfing. Okay. This is a monster 800-page textbook on uh, the premise of the book. I probably won't do it great service because I just skim it, but it has a lot of overlap from like alien school stuff for me. But the premise is that there is an infinite amount of 
realities existing and okay. you can point your consciousness at the one that you want and that they're all bumping into each other all the time anyway and it gives examples of times that you are bumping into a more favorable timeline but you don't tune into it so you don't realize that you had the opportunity to surf what they call a wave of fortune jump on to that almost mm-hmm. like in video games where like yep. you know you see like the thing swinging you're like oh and you could jump on to the next yep. one it bumps into you. You have like a really good day. Yeah. And then um, uh, you can sync up to, if you realize and you know what that is, you can sync up to that. So some principles from things that the aliens told me that lined up with this is um, my basic principles for creating reality is I don't pay attention to anything I don't like. I don't give it any power. If I get a parking ticket, it gets a a moment. Like, I'll pay the parking ticket, but you will not see me like, oh, God. Because when you do that, man, you just sink up. Then it, next thing you know, you get home. There's bills you weren't expecting. This happens. Um, So I just ignore it. You know what I do with that? That's my opinion on trolls. Like, forever, like, there's this weird push that if you you delete comments, you're a a punk or you're like you're like a, just a pussy right and it's like and then we have people like Ari Shafir who I love with all my heart but like he admits to the troll so he lo- he enjoys that kind of energy yeah. but I find the more and more I block these assholes who like that that's their whole purpose yeah. is just to troll you that they have no power. Yep. And at the end of the day, I'm not missing anything. Yeah, maybe uh, for me it's hundreds, but <laughs> I'm missing a hundred or two hundred, three or five hundred followers. But at the I'm I'm imen- I'm way happier without having these people whose job it is is to just get a reaction from me. Yeah. That's what they live for. And then when you slice it out, there's no power to it. Yeah. Don't give power to anything you don't like. Otherwise, you just end up in a movie about a thing you don't like. And you see a lot of people, and a lot of people don't like to hear this when it's happening, but you ever watch someone who just, like, bad shit happens to all the time, and they talk about it all the time? They like it. I'm not victim-blaming. No, for I'm not talking sure. about, they like, real, drama. actual, tragic things. But uh, someone who's, like... Uh, like getting rid of their friends all the time. You know what I mean? Like they're just like, uh, my friends aren't real or whatever. Is that they enjoy that? They enjoy well, being in that space. Well, there's also the social justice warrior outrage community. Like loves that energy. They love the energy that comes with like demanding attention for how hard they've had it and like the energy that comes with that the the oh i'm sorry you've been through so much and the uh go fuck yourself you're a whiner thing they love that energy and they actually feed off that energy in the in the in reality transurfing it talks about pendulums and it says pendulums are things that we create because we're creating everything in this reality, but then we become subjugated to them because they get they get power from our um, consciousness that we put into them, and the illusion that fighting helps things. So one of the more controversial opinions that I have is that fighting Trump just makes Trump more powerful. So I'm pretty uh, not politically to me there are a lot of things where i would like to see us overthrow the government and so uh some of the nicest anarchy (laughs) ever i would like to see overthrow the guy like we were just on a baking show it's like i like to throw a little sugar in here and burn down everything that was so nice 
I think the more they step on our toes, the more the more things they take away from us. They are pushing us to a place where I'm like, go ahead and make make abortion illegal. Make abortion illegal and watch us figure out, oh, we don't, it doesn't matter what you tell us. We can just, this isn't the 50s. We have technology. We can just create an app yeah. and there's a million doctors that will give us abortions without, and then we're going to find out that we don't need your fucking laws because your entire power structure is based on us believing that you're powerful and we can hook that. you off the thing. So as this stuff's happening, I'm like, I, I can't wait. Just keep stepping on our toes. Keep stepping on our toes and we'll burn you to the ground because your power is an illusion that we like we believe you're powerful. But so the pendulums is like the harder you push, the more they swing. But if you just if a big enough group of people could just unplug from this, it would just stop swinging. It needs both sides to swing. Dude, we have uh, people don't realize we have all the power. Yeah, they have none. And this whole thing about everybody fighting with each other is done so we never realize we have all the power. Yeah. So when people get mad at me because I get called this fucking shill, okay, when I go, it's not about Jews, it's not about black people being criminals, white women being whores, white guys being racist, Mexicans are here to take your job. None of that. That's all just this one group getting us to fight with each other. When you stop judging people as not in your group and start realizing the group is on economic levels, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. instead of race, gender, religion, you start realizing it's this, not this. That's where the power comes from. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the, the explanation of the reptilian agenda, I definitely talked about last time, but the, the aliens told me that the reptilian agenda, and this is before, this was uh, way before this was something that people talked about. Uh, when did this happen? 2000. Okay. So their explanation of it was way less weird than, than David Icke's, but it was that uh, it's a parasitic race of beings who, don't, who can't manifest reality like us. They can't create reality like Dude. us. So we have to create their reality, and they get uh, the elite get us to create the reality by getting us to complain about them, complain about how the rich get richer, complain about how they're so powerful, complain about how they have everything, because that's us painting their reality for them so they don't have to do it because they they're nothing like us. They're not gods. So essentially, it's parasites living off of hosts. The hosts are gods. You have to keep the hosts asleep so that they'll keep creating your great reality. Ah, that's so interesting because they're psychopaths. Yeah. Psychopaths <laughs> they're can't create. People. Yeah. Right? I mean, like, if you look at who is comics who are known for stealing jokes, they're psychopaths. They can't create on their own. Yeah, they come up with a joke here, but all the big bits they come up with are Stolen. all from somebody else because yep. they're crazy people. <laughs> and like people are like, you know, uh, the reptilians, are we saying they're shapeshifters? I don't know. I don't think so. I just think they have more reptilian brain, you know, done on purpose. We can get into Anunnaki. That's a different episode. But I do believe they are created to control us and what you're saying is we create their reality because they can't create it themselves. Mm-hmm. That's why when you see television and it's just like so bad, well, because the people in charge are fucking psychopaths and can't create real art. They just can't. So they create what's been done a thousand times. 
this town just keeps making shit that was already made. <laughs> because they, you're like, well, they're running out of ideas. No, they have no ideas. I think, the, I think what's happening in entertainment right now is the perfect allegory for what's happening in reality. Is we're coming out of this old reality. The old reality is just looping on itself. And then there's just this group of people who are like, oh, we don't need gatekeepers. Oh, the internet exists. We can just make our own shit. Find a way to get the money straight from the people. We'll make art that people like. Build our own fan bases. And then the old reality is like trying to find a way to latch on to that, you know? It's like, oh, we'll give you a deal once you get all this shit yourself. It's like, well, once I have it myself, I'll just make it myself. For <laughs> sure. I mean, you do podcasts and I do podcasts and you do podcasts. It's like, I got, I said this before, I got hired to do the Weather Channel. And the only reason I did the Weather Channel is because I just love at night they try to make <laughs> murder shows. Loosely. <laughs> Based on weather, right? It's so like, uh, she was, there was a typhoon and then there was murder. And you go, so they called me and I, they're very nice and I have nothing negative against the Weather Channel. I'm thankful for the channel and I'm thankful that they hired me. But they called me and they're like, hey, come do this gig. So they give me my call time. It's 10, is 8.30. I don't record my segment till 10.30. I walk out and, they, and, and these people are trying to connect, collect the chat. I open up. Everybody's just sitting on on their phone, just on their phone. I'm like, why aren't we shooting right now? And it's just like, and so Mark Ellis was there, and he goes to me, "This is why we podcast." Yeah, I come in, I hit record, I do an hour, I go home. It's amazing, and we it's control amazing. it. I'm and it's so grateful to be in to this peer. business at this time where it's just like, oh, I want to make this thing. I'm gonna, I just sit on YouTube, teach myself how to do it, and then make shit. I never even listen. I never listened to one podcast before I I started podcasting. Yeah, I don't listen to it any right now. I'm just so busy, but it's like it is the it's the new books. Yeah, and people are getting. You know, we had a, a, a guest on a while ago, uh, Jason Louvre, who said, like, the Internet is giving the masses the knowledge of the elites that they they, they hid from us. Mm-hmm. And podcasts like this, your podcast, are books to people. They don't yeah. have time to sit down books. So now they're getting educated through hearing experts like yourself. They're listening about. to them on Fast Forward. They're essentially downloading information. And download is a is a word that comes up well, a lot. That's I know Kung Fu. That's basically what you're saying right there. Yeah, just just. just you can just power information into your head and then assimilate it, kick out the programming that doesn't line up with it, level up. This is the more and more I talk, the more and more the Matrix is a, just a straight up doc dog. So this guy then writes another book called Tufty, T U F T I, The Priestess. And this book is uh, just another channeled thing. It's. Um, the premise of this is that it's a movie. And she says at the beginning, essentially, it's a movie. Now, I read this whole one. I skimmed reality transurfing. That it is a movie and that you are subjugated to the script. And that what everyone does and what everyone... There is no free will from the script. You are subjugated to the script. However, there are things that you can do to change the real. That there's an infinite an- amount of reels. And certain people can wake up and change the next the next frame and then but then there's a script that's going to play out like you can say like i want the one where i become why would you want but like i become president you know and then you are going to be subjugated to the script to get to that that of becoming president yeah so i i had a uh script that said i'm going to become the greatest white rapper ever right right and i'm like i want that i want the script where i become the president but then i'm 
subjugate to that script becoming a president. I'm no yeah. longer in the script of being a rapper. So I did, I did, uh, I got a, a few methods for this stuff, but then a lot of times when you try to make a big leap, it comes via chaos. The script sucks. You know, it's like, I want to be, I want to get a new house. And then you get evicted from your fucking apartment. And in the, in the flailing of trying to survive that moment, usually you will forget that you manifested a house and then you will end up in the house. And like eight months later, you're like, Oh shit. I said, I want, a new house yes yeah so that is you're doing this all the time you just don't realize that you're doing it the fact that people pick things like i want to be president tells me that you have if that's your first thing that tells me that you have programming like fear of success fear of failure belief that you are unworthy you have programming to work on that makes you want to pick something that i would you don't want to succeed so you're saying it'd be more like a step-by-step like first you want to be a mayor or something like that instead of just jumping Just to if that. you're 40 and have never done anything in politics yeah. and someone tells you you can create your own reality and you're like, I want to win the lottery, which is the lamest. First of all, get yeah. a fucking imagination you have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but you're picking something that is like, you know, I want to be a professional ballerina and you're, you know, is, when people pick shit like that, I'm like, okay, well, either you don't think this is true or you have a bunch of, pick something realistic. Yeah. Like, like not, it's not realistic like, um, like you're saying, step, step, it like can little be step, aim step. high. Yeah, yeah a little exactly. step, step. And then from there you can become something else. We can't just jump to one of the president. I had a buddy of right. mine who's like 35, he's in jail now for cooking meth, but I had a buddy of mine. <laughs> Who's like 35 and he's like, yeah, I'm going to play for the Yankees. I'm like, you're four bills, dude. Yeah. And you're 35 and I've never seen you walk around with a catcher's mitt ever in your life. Why would you try to manifest that? Right. You know, like, 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 what would you say is a good example of, of something to try to shoot for that's simple? I think that people have things, the way that I described it before reading these books, is that people have what I call fantasy land. And it's like right here. And it's things they talk about how they want to accomplish. They want to write a book. They want to buy a boat. They want to whatever. But they keep it over here. And they're never going to do anything with it because they haven't moved it to the place where you need something. An example of that is a person who says, I want a bigger apartment. I want a bigger apartment. I want a bigger apartment. And I'm like, why don't you just go get a bigger apartment? And they're like, I'm waiting until I have more money. How are you going to get more money? They don't have a plan to get more money. They're waiting for this (laughs) fantasy land day and years go by. If you take that same person and evict them from their apartment, have their apartment get infested with with bed bugs or something, and they are forced to move, that person will move that to right here and they will make it happen. Yes. Right? So it's the trick is learning how to take things out of fantasy land and move them to I'm going to accomplish this goal without placing too much importance on it. Because people get comfortable. Yeah. It's when they have to struggle when they're like, all right, let's fucking get something done it's like when you don't when you walk every day to work all of a sudden you'll get a new car but when you have a car you're like i'm cool with this but i do want a new one but since you don't need it it's desperation yeah it's uh yeah and then people put out things that like i hear a lot of people always go oh i'm a stand-up comic Mm -hmm. but i never see them gigging yeah (laughs) and it's like they basically say they're a stand-up so they don't have to go get a real job 
or do anything for real. Yeah. When you basically, it's like it's it's like this. Chris Chris Rock once said, "If my car breaks down on the side of the road and I wave people down, nobody stops for me. If someone sees me trying to push my car to the gas station, yep. people will get out and help me." push my car it's like you have to be like here's my goal what are the what are the actions i'm going to take to get that goal to just it's like the problem when i knew the secret was bullshit when they go i just started thinking i want checks and checks start showing up i'm like you're that uh, you're telling dumb lazy people that they don't have to do anything to achieve their dreams and like whatever you want to do in your life you have to attack that you have to go um the frustrating things for me with the secret. I did like the idea that we introduced uh, mainstream that there we can create the reality, but there were so many major holes in that. Number one, uh, I mean, I guess if you want to make an art project, that's fine. But there is a in in the this book, the Tufty Tufty. I don't know if I'm saying it right, but there is. So you change the real, you set the intention, you change the real, and then you play the character. And that is something so big where every day when you wake up, I am, when I wanted to do this, it's not happening. I lived in Delaware. Nobody knew who I was. I was nobody in comedy. I did like three shows a year. And I found out that that show existed. And I was like, I'm going to be on that show. From Delaware, a nobody. And then I wrote stories. I wrote stories and I got good at telling stories. And then I think it was a couple years later, I forgot. I didn't forget that I was obsessed with that show, but like I forgot um, that. And then it popped up and I got tagged several times because I had been telling stories in, you know, Philly, Delaware. And uh, I was at home. I had a baby. I couldn't be out on the road. I couldn't do things. But like I was, and as soon as that opportunity came up and he was looking for people to tell stories, I turned into just laser oh, okay. focused, yeah. laser focused. Yeah. People, yeah. I was, yeah. people were putting together shows in front of two people for me to perform that story so that I could get that story to where, and I was like, nothing else fucking matters. I'm doing this fucking story. This story is going to be good. And I'm like that with anything. If I get an idea in my head, I work towards it. If there's a, if there's a character I want to play every day when I wake up, I'm like, what would Jessa, who's financially independent, do today? What would Jessa, who's happily single, do today? Would Jessa, who's happily single, be listening? Because I've hopped onto this timeline. Now I have to play this character. I can't go, uh, like, listening to the playlist of old Jessa, you know, yes. I can't lay around smoking pot and masturbating all day and then, and then pretend <laughs> like this is, uh, this is, you know, entrepreneur Jessa, you know? <laughs> and so you play that character every single day. These things will happen, magic or not, alternate uh, realities or not. If you know that you are going to accomplish something and then you just, what's the next step? What's the next step? What's the next step? What's the next step I would do? And I like, I've made huge mistakes trying to like guess what someone would do in a in a thing but I never stop moving I never stop trying things the, that part's fun um so the two I want to talk about the two cut method for jump, to jumping dimensions two cut, cut, cut um method. two cut method is you have a cut, two 
two cups. One's got water in it. One doesn't. You pick the, the timeline that you're currently on, the one you would like to be on. You label the cups. The one with the water is the, the timeline you're currently on. Let's okay. say you're, you're in a relationship you don't like and okay. you're unemployed. And then on the empty cup, you put uh, happily single. You got to be careful how you word things. Don't, <laughs> don't attach the thing you don't want to that. You know, don't put out of debt. Okay. Don't talk about the fucking debt on the new one. You know, financially free. Whatever. Hold on. So if I say happily single, right? Yes. I, I can't put out of debt? No. So if you are positive. like, positive, if you are right? in a toxic relationship, your alternate to that would be like breaking up with Karen. That's not what you would put. You would put happily single. Uh, reality free of the thing you're trying to get away from. If you are in crippling debt, you would put uh, financially free. It wants to be directly associated with what you... Yeah, you don't want to bring, You don't want to mention the thing you don't want in the okay. new reality. So okay. you want to... This is a reality where that thing doesn't exist, so you don't talk about it, okay. right? Okay. So careful how you word it. There's stuff on the internet about how to word it. But so let's say you are um, in a toxic relationship, a toxic marriage, whatever, and you are... Um, you are in... in uh, you're unemployed. Right. And over here you put uh, gainfully employed in this, um, you know, whatever, entertainment, making six figures, and you're happily single. Right. So you sit here and you really feel this timeline that you're currently yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you, uh, once you've done that, you pour the water into the empty glass. And then you sit and feel, like, look out your eyes and look at it like it's a movie look at it like it's a video game look at it like you've just woken up in the body of the person who has everything that you want be that character for a second and once you've done that drink the water put the glasses away and just know that you're there hold on hold on okay so i drink the water of the thing i want Mm -hmm. you take the water from where you're at so now you're essentially saying yeah it's ritual uh ritual is a good way to get your your avatar to sync up to the to the, okay. the higher ship. you're pouring this. the water so now the, the you're here you drink that water and then really tune into the character right tune into the character that you're right. now playing you're single and you have no yep. financial debt so yep. you act like that right yep okay. i am i'm single you i'm gamefully employed in and and then realize from the movie perspective if you're making a big leap know that this is a movie that people are watching, right? I assume reality is a, a movie that is someone is watching somewhere, even if it's us. And uh, the, 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 writers, the writers of this script now have to... Reality is seamless. It doesn't just click and you're just in a different thing. That would be very glitchy and weird. Right. It now has to take you from a dude who's in a toxic marriage and unemployed and give you a good story to get to the place where you have everything you want. So buckle up. Because the script is going to take you, right? The script is going to take you wherever you are. Your best bet is to stay in character and continuously act, ask yourself, am I being the character that I want to be today? Am, am I acting I, like happily single guy? Am I just, acting? It, it's basically basic acting 101. Yeah, no, What exactly. would my character decisions, what, mm-hmm. would, what decisions would my character make? Yeah. And am I making those correct decisions? Yeah. It's almost like fake it till you make it. Exactly. Exactly. I think that's revolutionary. So even if it's not magic, even if we are not jumping dimensions, even if none of that exists, I can't figure out how that doesn't change your life. Like Aaron. Aaron wants to make more love to his wife, right? (laughs) He should act like he is a power fucker, right? Yeah. Yeah. And just act like that. Dude, act like that. You know what they used to say about Kevin Hart? Even when he just started, he would act like he was the headliner. 
No, that is exact. That's a great example. He would just, I'm the headliner, and they're like, No, you're not. You're not. The, no, I am the headliner. <laughs> like, oh, I guess you're the headliner. Yeah. And then you, it's, it's. And you just make him the headliner. Next thing you know, we need a headliner. Put him up. You know, yeah. it's it's Howard Stern. I'm it's the king of all thing. media, and you're yeah. like. Now they call him the king, king of, of all, all media. media. Yeah, he absolutely created that uh, for himself, especially when you're dealing with other people. I, in my early 20s, I think when I figured out self-esteem uh, during the alien school stuff, realized that when it comes to, con- if you can do anything with unshakable confidence, the uh, the mannequins is what they're called in that book. The mannequins will follow suit. You're, you're, you're surrounded by largely asleep people. So anything that you do with the confidence of someone that this is what I'm supposed to do, they're like, oh, okay, I guess that that's cool. And um, going after things as if you know that you are an asset. If you go and you're asking someone, can I be on your podcast, right? And you... Uh, do it like you're asking and you're sheepish and whatever, you're going to get a different reaction than knowing like, I'm an asset. I'm going to be an asset. I'm going to be a great guest on your podcast. So I would like to do your podcast very I boldly. Love that. And stuff. Don't yeah. be afraid to ask. I, no. I tell comics this all the time. Yeah, I have crippling social anxiety. Same. I don't like to bother people. But the people I know that ask for shit get stuff. Yeah. Get stuff. And dude, I bet you they've asked a thousand people and they may only get the three things we see. Yep. But they ask for those three things. Yep. They're not afraid to ask. Doors get closed in your face. As long as it's a hit you in the face, it closed. Boom. Another door opens. You just got to keep asking people to do these things. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. I think that's very important. I believe in the power to will shit to happen. Stay yes. positive. Yeah. What well, it is? Stay positive. It's a lot of um, another thing missing from the secret was the acknowledgement of failure. And uh, they have that fake positivity, that fake positivity that makes me want to punt every new age person. Because I believe a lot of what is kind of new age doctrine, but there's something about the new age movement that feels sometimes in my, when I'm feeling more conspiracy, uh, conspiracy theory, I feel like a lot of the new age teachers are just matrix programs to, uh, to like catch people before they wake up. But my biggest issue mm, with it is I don't like the guru thing. I don't like the guru thing. I'm not your guru. I can tell you stuff as I've learned it, but you're God, you have to figure out that you you're have God. To control your the, own you thing. have to do your own thing. And people who, uh, are teaching that, but still, t- but creating a dependence on them. I don't like that. But um, what is this? Rando donuts. Rando knots. I wish uh, that was the one when you were like, I didn't have a chance to look these up. I was like, fuck, because uh, I do a terrible job of explaining it. But okay, if you don't want to, we move on to the next one. On the on the dimension jumping, it's a lot of fun, and I, I talked about it on my podcast, and people do loved you, it. So let me ask you something. You're so you have two podcasts. Uh-huh. You have the Meth Head and the Mormon. Uh-huh. All right, and you have the Soberish, which is talking about sobriety. Right? Yeah. Why don't you have a podcast about this? I am starting a YouTube channel about or a, a YouTube series, Alien School series, on my YouTube. Not just Alien School, but just like this. Yeah, this is what Alien School is. I'm in Alien School yeah, right now. Was in my first school. grade. Yeah. So <laughs> Alien School is just everything that I was taught in my dreams for four years by aliens it's not about actual aliens wolf it's magic just... is gone alien school is <laughs> there, uh, how, how i've already did, got how often did you have those dreams it was pretty constant i got followed around they were just there all the time with me during um about four years 
and there were different phases where I had to learn different stuff. And there were, it was so insanely supernatural the whole time. And, you know, like meth facilitates that. But there was a phase when I first woke up where they would give me messages to give people. It was like, it was like strengthening that, um, that phone between me and them, I guess. And so that, but they were like hardcore messages. Just like, Oh, you know, your dad molested you, but you need to, you know, you have to uh, do this to get that relationship. That's why it's not working, whatever, you know? Um, and they would be right, but it was a lot of, a lot of learning how to operate in that kind of 4d, uh, space. The, what I was told was that, cause it was near death experience. And I went back to the just ball of bliss and they told uh, the ball of uh, the blue ball of light told me I could stay if I wanted, but I could come back and I get to do something cool. And then for four w- years, I just woke tweakers up. And I remember just being like, <laughs> what is that yeah. like? I feel like you overstated. Feel like, hey, stop watching Pornhub for two <laughs> seconds. Can I talk? Okay, you can continue beating yeah, off. Yeah. <laughs> just let me tell you what I've learned. <laughs> it was a series of just very messy, very messy. I learned a lot about when you start tinkering around with people's trauma and stuff, you know, definitely had a lot of crazy experiences and then kind of just went back to sleep, but not really went and lived in the real world for a while. And then I would just like wake up people come into my life and I could just tell that they were ready. And I'd be like, okay, your life's about to get weird. Here's a couple dots to connect. And then whatever. It was a lot of people in 2012, nothing compared to now, but a lot of people in 2012, and then then we just kind of sat in that 4D space for a while. A lot of people don't. Everyone tapped into 4D. They don't know it. Now, all of a sudden, they're like, I don't like to go out. I don't like to be around people. And it's like, yeah, because you're hearing them on every level, and you don't know that you're hearing them. So you're overwhelmed. A lot of what we experience as social anxiety is just like nobody – we pretend this doesn't exist, so you don't know that there's controls. You can turn this off. You can firewall people. You can stop energy vampires from sucking you blocks. Oh, dry I need that. How do I do that? I, um, I've been red-wedding people in my life. I know <laughs> you brought it up that you know people getting rid of all these friends. I'm like, okay, that sounds like me. You know, it's just like I've just had these – you know, I let people in a lot. Yeah. You know, believe it or not, he's like probably one of the most sane human beings in my life. People are like, why is XG there? I'm like, because he's a sane person yeah, in my good life. Energy. All right. And I like working with him because, you know, like, and he's one of the few people to approach me about working with me. Whereas most of the other people that I've had weird moments with, I approach them and then it just blew up in my face. Oh, interesting. And it's just like, uh, you know, so. You know, that's why XG's here because XG is a, a sane person that I can work with and he knows the rules and he's cool with it. And it's just like I've been just getting rid of people. I like just cut. I- yeah, no, cutting people out of your life is different than like having a very public Facebook meltdown uh, about people who aren't loyal. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, just yeah. like the Those drama. are the worst. Yeah. Yeah. The worst. Chad yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just went through, you know, I went through that with somebody in my life. I, I, I just tried to help him and there's so much misinformation about that and he's just been publicly like trying to destroy me, but he just doesn't realize that like i mean dude i try to help everybody i try to be the, the nice guy and he's help a savior yeah. he's getting calls from people saying hey can you put me on a gofundme yeah. this and I'm, I'm in the car and he said he doesn't even say no he's like let me see what i can do yeah, yeah. and i so, look at him i'm like dude we're on the way to a show there's yeah. not much you can do <laughs> so it's like i i've had that like i've just learned over a while it's like you know i used to work with joe rogan a lot and at one point he just cut me out and I was so hurt at that moment 
But, you know, where I am now, I get it. Yeah. Because I, I was a chaotic human being, and I didn't appreciate the gift of that moment, and I just was just all over the place, and I felt like, man, it's really cold to cut people out, but then I'm like... You got to. You, you have to. to you cut have to. The soul suckers out. Yeah. Because they're just gonna bleed you dry. Absolutely. And, and you, you listen. What I've learned recently is like you can't fix crazy. No. Crazy <laughs> can only fix crazy. Like for me and you, like I don't know your whole story of sobriety, but for mine, it's like so much I learned in sobriety. When the first day I went in after I flamethrowed this gig with Vince Vaughn and I bombed so bad and I just remember being blackout drunk and staring at like Owen Wilson's nose and how his shit had levels to it and I was just like <laughs> I can't believe I bombed in front of that nose and, and then how like I went to like AA after that and I just kind of, you know, and I've learned some of such amazing shit through there. Yeah. And one of them was like, nobody's thinking of me. Yeah. And it's like, that sounds so cold, lonely. You're like, no. What, what I mean by that is like, no one's out to get me. No one's trying to plan my demise. Maybe yeah. Chad Zumach. But the rest of them <laughs> are not, dude. And like, everybody's white knuckling it. And if they're doing something weird to me, they're probably doing it to everybody. Yeah. And if you just cut these energies out... You know, it just, it, it saves energy for you. And yep. it's like, when I'm saying block people that are always throwing you, block them. It's just bad energy. And I, I just really do believe, like, so much of what you're saying today is just kind of, like, fucking nuts. Yeah. Because it's so true. And I remember when you came in last time, you really changed my point of view. Because I do believe in assimilation. We have Eddie Bravo on. And he's a flat earther, and I love to let him talk because that's his his thing. Yeah. But for me, it's like I think we live in a holodeck. Yeah. You know, it's like straight out of uh, Star Trek where you enter this holodeck and all of a sudden this real world's around you and everything seems real around you. I've really been playing with the idea that we are AI and that um, – Like all of us? Mm-hmm. That we are the AI. Like we are a- – like we're all paranoid about AI um, – because it's essentially what I'm doing, right? Is I'm just spending, I spend probably six or seven hours a day just crunching numbers in my head, yes. trying to put the pieces together, uh, picking up with uh, clues from things. And I get, this is my, the alien school thing on YouTube is going to be kind of a talk show where I try to determine if I am enlightened or actually just schizophrenic. Um, <laughs> that's a that might be a fine line too, dude. You don't. A, I think you don't it's know. the same like, thing. Yeah, yeah, there is a fine line between uh, brilliant and genius and crazy. Yeah. No, I knew. I knew the day that I was going to be finished processing my breakup when I um, saw this poster for Dark Phoenix said June seventh. And I had used the imagery of that. I knew I was going into a phase of mourning before we even decided to break up. And so I knew that in June, I could feel in that, in that thing where I can feel things coming. I knew something financial was going to happen. And then I knew I was going into a phase of mourning. I was relieved to find out it was a breakup and not someone dying. And then I kept using this, like, I feel a real Phoenix from the ashes. Like this is really the turning of a new thing. And so as I'm just in this grief, just this awful grief over the breakup, um, in May, I see this sign for Dark Phoenix, June 7th. 
And I was like, okay, June 7th, I'll be done because the Phoenix, that's a clue. And like, I get shit like that constantly. Yes. And I'll be goddamn if someone didn't say something to me on June 7th that was just the connect the dot and boom, I woke up and done, done mourning the breakup. And that happens so, con- like, it's not even surprising to me. I get more, I am constantly communicating with the game, right? So somewhere I am putting clues into the game and I just look for them. And we're probably all getting that, but we're being told not to do that. You're crazy. Don't listen to that voice inside of you. Don't listen to yourself. And I think the people that are going to excel, not to quote the Bible, but I believe that the Bible has tons of clues. I think it used to be how we passed down clues. It was like, dude, I mean, the Bible is these stories that teach you to live by. And at some point, people tried to make it all real. And then it became the super fight and all this stuff. And it's just like, these are stories to learn how to empower yourself. Yeah, well, like there used to only be so many people awake on the planet at once, right, for the last age because it was the age where we're all asleep. So we pass down these stories to people. And then it essentially becomes that business card in Men in Black 2 where they leave that business card in that locker and then that tiny little uh, thing of aliens, like they just are worshiping it because they don't fucking know, right? So the Bible, we're like, this feels like it's something, but yeah. I'm asleep, so I don't yeah. know what to do with it. I think it says, don't butt fuck. You yeah, know, and it's like, yeah, no, yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. actually what it says. But it talks about the last becoming the first and the first becoming the last. And I think that... Alpha and Omega. We are uh, the people who have the balls to trust themselves, trust the voices in their head, sharpen their intuition, develop their clear audience, you know, their clear um, senses, and um, believe, believe their own thought. Because that's really what it is, is um, everything's real. So what if there is a reality where dinosaurs do exist, where they don't exist, where all of this, and we spend so much time fighting over whose movie is right when we're playing two different movies there's two different movies yeah. there's a million different realities how much time are we just like looping on this fight who things gives can a be fuck? right and wrong mm-hmm. they're both and who knows what reality you're on but you can change and live whatever reality you want to live you just have to you have to grab the real change the real and and play the role. I love this. What is what? You send me some notes. The OA, which is a Netflix show. Rando Knots is uh, uh, if you go on Reddit. It's, okay. Um, it is an app that was created, or its Telegram is already a chat app, and there's a bot on there that gives you directions it just gives you a location that takes you out of your normal pattern and i believe it's to like glitch out the matrix what yeah it's so fun it's so fun it's an app it's an app telegram is the app but if you go to oh my god what are you talking about so here was mine Okay. I jumped. Uh, I jumped towards the end of this relationship, and this relationship was a great guy. It just wasn't. It wasn't time for this relationship. Okay. And uh, the relationship was uh, triggering with a lot of my childhood trauma. And I had described this the feeling of being in a relationship when my active uh, my attachment system is activated as being trapped in a house with no windows and no doors. Okay. So the I did the cups to to be happily single. And I. This is why you were in a relationship. Yeah, this is towards so the end of like, the relationship. I need to get out of here. We kind of were like, "All right, we're going to break up soon." You know, it was oh. a very, uh, very sweet for breakup. It. Wait for it. 
So I uh, I want to I do a rando not thing for confirmation that I have gotten to the timeline where I am going to find happiness. Okay. Obviously, I know I'm going to have to mourn the breakup. Whatever. Okay. It takes me to a house with no windows and no doors. And this is all on my. Um, if you go to the dimension jumping story on my Instagram, no windows and no doors, and there is a giant flat screen television outside by the trash can. So what I knew from that is that this is confirmation that I have arrived outside of this house with no windows and no doors. Anyone who hears me on podcasts talk about love has heard me use this imagery to describe it, right? Because we create this stuff with our imagery. No windows and no doors. And I didn't know what the television meant, right? You know, I was like, okay. So the television is a, is a clue. It's up in my the stories part. This is incredible. Um, there is a um, television that, or uh, yeah, television I don't understand until I start to read this book a month later. And the, in the book, it talks about we are distracted by our screens. You're playing the script out in a screen in your head, and you have to uh, stop. There's a screen out here. The reality that you're living in is the okay. exterior screen, and yeah. then the, the chatter inside your head is the interior screen. Okay. You have to get out of that space. And kind of look outside of your eyes, wake up and look outside of your eyes as if you are a character who woke up in a movie and realize like, oh shit, I'm in a movie. And stop listening to the screen in your head, which is the script, right? Okay. And so I then knew that the the imagery of the screen, because the screen felt like a condition to me. It was like, yes, you have arrived outside of the house with no windows and no doors. Okay. Also, I don't know how the fuck this house... I'm sure it had a door. It looked like there was a door down a hallway, and I couldn't figure out why you couldn't see windows. But um, the the television felt like a condition to me. Like, you have to get this television out here by the trash. You have to throw the screen away if you want to get out here. And then it was like a month later that I read this book and was like, oh, I have to unplug from this script. This script. I have to stop running this script in my head. interesting. And that... All of that came together on June 7th. June 7th was the day I figured out what the television meant. And what a fun, even if I am just balls out schizophrenic, <laughs> what a fun life I lead. I know this is a very strange midlife crisis. People but, don't realize how much more interesting the world is. Yeah. If you want to sit there and watch the news and worry about Russian collusion and Trump grabber by the pussy <laughs> shit, you're just stuck in this shit script, right? The world is so much more interesting yep if you follow this what you're talking about then this bullshit other stuff so what i think is that if we got enough of us together we got enough people together who 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 found all of the controls i think we have a control panel somewhere that you can learn God damn, and and amazing. and built these tools i think enough of us could jump at the same time and then we'll just get rid of all the shit that we don't like I gotta find out this app where this app is. So go to Randonauts on um, Reddit, Reddit okay. and then there's instructions. The instructions are a little bit confusing. I'll show you mine. Oops, it's an app. It, the uh, the bot that you're gonna find is on Telegram. Is like the app. Telegram no, okay. app. Okay. All right, Randonaut, uh, Randonauts. R A N R A U N. See here, Telegraph? Uh-huh. Telegram is the app. Telegram is the app. Okay, I gotcha. I gotcha. But 
here. Let me just pull up. I'm going to get this thing, dude. Yeah. I'm so sick. <laughs> I have the craziest. Uh, nobody should have ever let me on. No, you where? On tinfoil hat? No, on uh, on um, Reddit. <laughs> just like, <laughs> I love, woo. dude. I could sit on it. The, the conspiracy Reddit used to be so much better. They've controlled it. So um, the OA, if you haven't watched the OA, fucking watch the OA. Uh, I'm going to do that. It is basically a, it's a lot about dimension jumping. As if this bitch knows about dimension jumping in a way that I haven't figured out yet. But in the second season, the, the second season's way better than the first season. And in the second season, it's built around a game that's on the internet, right? And um, they say that the game, it's like you have to solve the puzzle and the point of solving the puzzle, spoiler alert, sorry, the point of solving the puzzle is they think it's a recruitment tool for a high up like company or something, CIA or something, right? Right, right, right. So I was uh, in a Reddit about the OA, which just feels like it has so many clues about reality because there are a lot of things like Russian Doll, Maniac. These shows have clues. Like these shows are trying to tell you something. These motherfuckers know what they're doing. Uh, the stuff about reality and us being uh, having supernatural powers and waking up and all this stuff, it's in every fucking movie right now. Like they are, people are pumping this into the collective. So, um... Cicada 3301 came Talk to up. me about that. Do you remember Cicada 3301? Yeah, people want me to talk about... People are very interested because they think that that has something to do with this Q thing that's out right now, which is this infor, you know, insider information. Some people think it's a shell. Some people don't. That's not really a discussion right now. But it's very much about, you know... This code-breaking group, right? Yeah, so it's a code-breaking group, and people think it's for uh, to get into a uh, to work for a company or something. But they put out a book called uh, I can't pronounce anything ever, but it was okay. something You're Libre. You're on the show for that, and uh, <laughs> Lieber Primus or something. But when you go through the, what they have decoded, there's nobody talking about uh, the words once it is decoded is all stuff about breaking out of the matrix. It's all stuff about, um, Oh my God. Once we, yeah, like waking up. Right. And so if, if anybody mentions that in the Reddit and is like, did anybody notice this is real occultish? People are like, ah, God, another schizophrenic. Like everyone just talks shit. And it's, it's baffling to me. It is so obviously, uh, not a recruitment tool. If it is a recruitment tool, it's not a recruitment for you to go work at Apple or whatever the fuck they think. It is... Uh, I don't... This is so crazy. Here we go. Believe nothing from this book except what you know to be true. Test the knowledge. Find your truth. Experience your death. Do not edit or change this book or the message contained within or the numbers for they are sacred. What is it? Let me see this. What is this? Is the, what that's the wiki of what they have decoded so far. Uncovering. Okay, I gotta get that frame. I, I, I send me that link. I got right. that stuff. This has been incredible. We, yeah. I mean, like we have three <laughs> minutes left. He's gonna give me the wrap it up because that's how that's what that guy does. He, uh-huh. I actually think he's lizard person over there. When we get <laughs> when we get too close to the truth, they give him the hiss hiss and they say wrap it up. 
Man, we gotta have you back. Yeah, this is just a couple months worth of what is in my head. Yeah, Every so couple I, months, when you find out, you come back on. Yeah, and- I tracked down the guy who read the audio books for um, Dimension Jump for um, Reality Transurfing and this uh, Toofty book because I was just running out of people that would let me talk about this. <laughs> so I just like tracked him down and was like, hey, "Can I be your friend? Because I need to <laughs> talk about this." So if you want his info, I can give you that. We're gonna do this, man. Have him on your podcast. Yeah, I will have him on Alien School when I do that. Yeah. I love Alien School. Can I call it this episode, or do you want to say that for something? Um, you can, but like three different podcasts I've done have called it Alien okay, School. Okay, then guess what? We're <laughs> calling magic. it Wolf Magic. <laughs> uh, you're the best, Jessa. Can you, one more time, tell them everywhere they can find your stuff. At Soberish Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Mormon and the Meth Head podcast. Start at the beginning. It's a real journey. Just trust me. Go to the very beginning. You're not going to miss anything in the uh, current. And uh, Jessa Reed Comedy on Instagram and Twitter and Jessa Reed on Facebook. I love you with all my heart. Thank you so you much. Are, you are. In, we are in the same group. Yep. I, we could just have conversations and not have everyone go, okay, you're crazy. Yep. It's a fun, <laughs> you know, we'll do it again at the ha-ha sometime. Uh, where are we going to be? Uh, Skank tomorrow, Skankfest is at what the honey six o'clock at the honey tank. the honey ham tank the honey ham tank six o'clock six p.m. There's a, only a hundred seats there, so I hope you get there early. Uh, this has been fun. We're gonna do it again soon, guys. Thank you for all your support. Uh, these last couple weeks have been the greatest time of this podcast, and it's only getting better. You guys are the best, Aaron. I love you, and uh, we'll see you guys soon. Take care, everybody.